The Super Bowl is in the books and the NFL season has come to a close and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the world champions and Tom Brady is firmly established as the GOAT of all quarterbacks. We're also going to go to the AFC North and hear from some super fans as they prognosticate about the upcoming season and hate on each other a little bit. And as a reminder, it's Valentine's Day this weekend, everybody, so get your heads out of your asses. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. What a ride this year. Tom Brady comes down, brings the culture. But before I get started on that, I want to send a quick shout-out. Number 47, Johnny Lynch. Hall of Fame, baby. We only got to get 20 in there now. And then our 0-2 defense is in there. How many Hall of Famers are we going to have off of the 20-20 defense? There's about five there that I'm looking at. But, man, what a game. I called it live from Minot, North Dakota, negative 13 degrees. But, man, it's hot wherever the Bucks are. Tom Brady's tossing trophies across the water. The Buccaneers are the greatest team in football. Man, I'm watching that game, and like everybody else, just waiting for the Mahomes magic to come. The Mahomes magic is coming. Here it comes. No, the defense stopped it. Just like I said, you have to run the ball. They weren't going to let him pass. And what did we do? We stuffed the pass. Our front four guys put pressure on Mahomes, and he was running around like he didn't know what was going on. People putting him in the Hall of Fame. No, not after that performance. The Buccaneers brought it as a Bucks fan for decades now to see where this team came from and to where it is now. Our team was solid. We had to bring one guy in, one guy. We needed the GOAT. The GOAT came down. He brought his passion. He brought his winning ways, and he brought a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. Had tears in my eyes that night, not going to lie, celebrating with my boys. They weren't too happy. Those Vikes fans were up 2-0 now on the Vikes if you're counting rings. But what a night. What a night. I watched the game again about 1230. Don't remember much of it. I was pretty feeling good. But I watched the game again in just awe of what Todd Bowles, who, how is he not a head coach? Come on, guys. How is he not a head coach? Byron Leftwich, great game plan. Gronk with his tutties, two tutties. What a great game, guys. I, I don't even know. All I can say is we fired the cannons, and they're going off again next year because we're coming back. We're bringing them back, and we're going to do it twice. It's going to be twice as nice. Thanks, boys. Out. going to cut right to it because we have a packed show. We already heard from Bucks Nation as they gloated for their Super Bowl win, and we got a packed AFC North conversation coming up because, you know what, they had three playoff teams, and they deserve that. But let's talk about the here and the now. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, they are Super Bowl champions. And, guys, we all were riding the Chiefs, right? 
Or was Biggie riding the Bucks? I was all over the Bucks. Uh, see, I Just didn't like ha- the regular season. Uh, you gotta he was. I didn't have the confidence to do so. You know, I wanted to. I was in, internally having this dialogue, and I couldn't do it. But it wasn't the fact that the Bucks just won. We said that if anybody blew anybody out, it would be the Chiefs. Biggie, even you said that. I yep yep. I thought if there was going to be a blowout, it had to be the Chiefs over the Bucks. I was surprised that the Bucks won by what twenty two points. I, it was a massacre. I mean, it, it was one sided from almost the second quarter to the end. Right? Yeah, we kept watching it. We kept waiting for that turning point. Like here's where the Chiefs turn it around. It just never came. And then I read a stat after the game. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's running for his life. Every no play, game. Every play. I read a stat that he rushed for over 500 yards while he was scrambling. <laughs> it says like a pocket. record, right? Yeah. Uh, not not a Super Bowl record, but and, like of any game, I think. And, and both tackles were out, correct? Yeah. Well, one has been out all year. Since week, like week five. Yeah. But the other one, you know, Eric was Fisher out in the championship in game. Yeah. And, but we, you know, we were sitting here watching it and we were just saying, just watch the left tackle, watch the left tackle. And he was just getting his breakfast handed to him every single snap. Well, like, you got to give Tampa Bay's defense credit there because they had the guys to bring it and make that loss of the tackles or, you know, Fisher. They exposed him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so let me ask you guys this real quick because we've seen this from a ton of people. Are the refs to blame for any of this at all? No. Man, we talked about that during the game. Mr. Brown even said those two drives where calls could have went Kansas City's way, say you give them a touchdown, they were still down still a touchdown. Yeah. I, is that where we're at now with the culture now? As a culture, yeah. if, if something we don't like happens, it's we just blame the refs. And, and I hear that as a WVU fan. We lose. It's usually because we can't hit free throws. Right. And we do something stupid down the stretch. Right. I really, but I mean, come on. I really try to reserve blaming the refs for anything. Like, I, the only time I can really say, like, for WVU is like the Villanova game in the, in the, uh, Sweet 16 a couple years ago. The refs took that game over. But outside of that, I can't tell you another time, but fans are like that in any sport. Any game and, now. And, well, here's the way I look at it. If you're a Chiefs fan, you were going to stay in your set offense, not leave an extra tight end to chip or anything like that, running back out of the backfield and block them. By the time you get to halftime, you realize that isn't working. You need no to change something. They up. made no adjustments. And the only thing I'll say about the refs, I'll give them this, that a lot of the calls they, they might have let go in some other playoff games, but they were still calls. It was calls that have been in the regular season. So, you know, but and penalties, but it's the officials and you know, the officials, you know, who was calling this game, you know how they're going to call the game. So you, you, plan as much for the officials as you do the opponent sometimes but they can say what they want to you look at when tampa bay got stuffed on the goal line then kansas city has to punt the first one they boom they get called for holding it was a clear holding right second one he shanks well they're right there about the 40 yard line ready to go in (laughs) uh what's the other one tampa bay's field goal they get held to a field goal they kick it it's good there's an offsides on like mccall hardman who's coming off the edge First play after that, you put Brady back on the field, he hits Gronk for a touchdown. So those are easy, undeniable, not should he have thrown it, should he not have thrown it flags. Look at yourself. Right. Because I'll tell you, like some of the defensive holding and stuff like that, I would personally like to see him just play a little bit because it is a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, you know, they called it and I felt like they were consistent. It's not like it was one-sided. It's just they called what they called. Right. Did you not hear the rumor though about the game strategy from the Chiefs as to why they didn't adjust? What, what was that? 
I mean, at the at the end of the day, Andy Reid was pissed because he knew if he went to the White House, there wasn't going to be an all-you-can-eat fast food buffet. I know. That's out oh. the window now. So, I mean, he's like, forget <laughs> it. I'm done. Yep. I don't need to adjust the shit. <laughs> yeah, we have seen him holding I'm that. I'm stuffing w- chicken nuggets in my mask. He, well, I don't need to go to some He White does House hold before. the Waffle House menu for his play sheet. We've yeah, seen that before. That's what happened. <laughs> All right, so, let me switch gears real quick. So, we, we could talk about the game forever. The Bucks dominated. Tom Brady was MVP. Do you guys agree that he was the MVP? I mean, it was kind of like one of those things where nobody really stood out too much but he did have three touchdowns I feel like he was the MVP because Leonard Fournette I think Fournette would have got in for that second touchdown yeah 100 total yards two touchdowns he's your he's MVP. probably in there yeah without Brady had 220 yards three touchdowns played really well I'll say this they don't give it to coaches but if they did Todd Bowles absolutely Bowl from game one against Kansas City in the regular season to this game that was one of the great performances well, just from the second the half Bowl. of that first game to yep. now would they outscore him like 58 to 6 or something like that it was, something it crazy. was stupid I mean it, it, either way you know the defense could have been the collective MVP but we, we know defense doesn't win MVP awards it's just the way it goes well, but, I read too that I guess what well, is the first time that every coach was uh, African American on the staff yeah first I time mean, ever and they even had a female somewhere on the staff yeah. I, I think it's like one of the strength and conditioning coordinators or something like that. Uh, so, you know, everybody's going to quit talking about Eric Bieniemy getting held back now, and everybody's going to know why Todd Bowles and uh, Byron Leftwich isn't getting any love. Well, well I, think, I think Leftwich just jumped Bieniemy now. So why, why not give him a job first? <laughs> I think they both put themselves in a real good position to be head coaches after next year because maybe Arians retires. Right. You're, you're going to you, you, hold that line hoping yep. you get it, right? You'd think it'd be left what you would think. I'll say this about uh, Todd Bowles and what he did on defense. I saw this weird stat where it's the first game Patrick Mahomes has ever started from high school through college to the pros that his offense hasn't scored at least one touchdown. Really? That's he's, crazy. he's never been held out of the end zone before nope. in his entire career. Yep. How wow. is he not scoring the streaker to us? <laughs> hey, I know, right? That, that was the real MVP. That, Did you hear that, though? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That was a hell of a plan. So next year's Super Bowl. We know what we're doing. Who's in it with me? <laughs> I got you. I want, would Vegas, you think Vegas still pays it out knowing the backstory? I mean, I, I, I don't they know. Have to. I, no, they don't have to. I can see them disputing that, to be honest. We need to get our uh, crack research team we need to, to find see if this out happens. Because, like, if they knew that was premeditated and he put all that money down, I mean, it's, it's like a shoe in. So, yeah. Obviously it is, but. What, well, what do they Vegas, do? Vegas, Vegas pays don't it all. lose. No, they don't. They always find a way. The house They'll get always it back wins. from them one way or another. <laughs> all right, so let me ask you guys this. Since the, the game is now decided, we, we saw – well, before I even go to my question, we did you see the boat parade? Yeah, I was going to bring it up. Okay. What, what's wrong with Brady's um, – New England parade versus the Tampa Bay's parade. Like two I, different people. Uh, I, you know what? Avocado Florida does tequila. He, he was getting that avocado tequila. And, and like the fact that they're tossing the trophy from boat to boat, I wanted so bad just to have like a scuba team have to recover from the bottom of the bay, but it didn't happen. I was waiting for like do the Gronk spike down into the ocean. Just something. Now we do know Gronk has damaged a trophy before, right? Yeah. With the baseball uh, swing. Opening date, the Red Sox. He used it to bunt a ball. It's sitting in New England's trophy case with a big dent in it. Yeah. And that, by the way, that pass was supposed to go to Gronk, but camera break caught it on the other boat. Uh, you know what? That's how teammates step up for each yep. other. They, they take care. That was game planning. You want to throw it to the other tight end. Think about that. You got the Lombardi <laughs> in your hands. 
I have a little tequila. Well, when you have throw it to this when boat. you got seven of them, it's nothing if you throw it in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. But that, you know what? That boat parade looked fantastic. And watching Tom Brady have to be escorted into somewhere to kind of get his uh, sobriety back—that was phenomenal. You know what drives me nuts? This is off topic, and I hate to even go there. But Tom Brady does this thing, and of course, uh, Queen James has to chime in and be like, this is how goats celebrate. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I wish we'd have got to celebrate. I'd have been doing that tequila walk, too, or he, the avocado He always walk makes or, it about Even himself. Brady don't say I'm the goat. All he does is play bad boys for life, and yep. he just stares That's at it. you. Well, they also had the, uh, did you see the one they made after the game with the guess who's back? Have you seen that, that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. So they, they, they had one where they're all just standing there and Brady's flashing the seven, you know, and you see somebody next to him is like counting with his hand. It was fantastic. But, you know, I, I appreciate well, you know, Brady's viral videos. And as much as even back when, you know, we want to hate on the Patriots, you got to admit like those bad boys for life videos, nah, like I enjoyed that. They, they were, they were good. There was one other video I saw that really made me chuckle. I want to see if you guys saw it, too. Game's over there in the locker room. Lenny Fournette's hyping up JPP because he had a big game. They had a ton of pressures as the defensive front. And he's like, JPP over here throwing Mahomes to the ground with eight fingers. And JPP throws his hands up. Nah, I got seven and a half. (laughs) (laughs) He's played better Uh, since he lost his digits. You know, he's got better stats uh, at post Adapt and overcome, man. That's it, man. Now you got that club. And you, you know, pull Deacon Jones on people or something. I don't know. I think that Tom Brady game might have made Russell Wilson have to be traded. Uh, well, was, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Did but. you hear? I was listening live on the Dan Patrick show when Russ was on there, and uh, you know, Dan pushed the issue yep. and got. I don't know. I almost felt like they had a, a arrangement before the interview. It's like I'm going to act like I don't really want to answer this, but I need your help because I need some help in Seattle, and they're not bringing me in on this. Yeah, it felt like it was almost scheduled from Russ's side, and what I heard was he was actually supposed to come on the Sunday or the week before the Super Bowl, but he didn't have time, so it had to be the week after the Super Bowl. I mean, going back to Tom Brady, you know, uh, he he's the reason why Gronk is in Tampa. He was why Gronk, AB's there. AB. You know, so Leonard I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you listen to these guys. Maybe the quarterback, if happy quarterback, happy life, you know, kind of like marriage, I guess. But let me, let me close with this on the, uh, Tampa and Super Bowl conversation. So we, we even tried to bring people on the show today to talk about this. But Brady, where is his legacy at now as far as a winner? Like he is, it, the conversation's done when it comes to the best quarterback of all time, right? Yeah, there's no dispute between him and Montana. People want to bring up Montana and they, they want to throw out the cheating scandals, this and that. But I mean, what is he? Seven out of ten. Yeah, seven, seven out of, out of 10. ten. And Montana, yeah, he's four and zero. Oh, but I mean, my God, Montana would even tell you he wishes he was talking. I know, right? I, if you look at like Montana's got more more one game playoff exits. Uh, Brady's got a better winning percentage in the playoffs. Obviously, more Super Bowls, and he he's beat like all of his contemporaries. Do you know that Tom Brady is? I want to say one championship game away from maybe two appearances from as many wins as any other quarterback has in the history of the playoffs. So Montana's like all quarterbacks got, combined? No, uh, for the t- Montana's got 16 wins His in the playoffs. playoff wins. Uh, Tom Brady's Super but Bowl you just said So he's going to have more wins than somebody next. has total games. Yeah, got he's it. been to the championship game as much as anybody else has won games. So that knocks it out, 7 out of 10. In the games they lost, each one of them, he took his team down the field for the lead. Defense gave it up. They scored less than they should have in some of them, but seven out of ten with the way that he has played in every game he's been in or four and all. 
I'm just going to say I think Tom Brady is the greatest winner of the past 40 years. Like, you can make the argument for Jordan, and I get that. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to have seen Jordan not, you know, leave for gambling and baseball or whatever it may be. And you can talk about Bill Russell, uh, but the NBA only had 8 to 10 to maybe 12 teams at the time. You know, all that, that doesn't take anything away from these guys. But Tom Brady has done this in an era with salary cap restrictions and has done it in multiple decades. Like, at three different decades, he's won a title. Here's the thing Brady's done that he doesn't get enough credit for. In New England, Bill Belichick, he puts a team around him. Why was he able to put a team around him? Brady consistently took less money. Well, that's because his wife is rich. He, she does make, you know, bunches and like they say in Brazil, it's just Giselle's husband. That isn't why he did it. He wanted to win. When he went to Tampa Bay, he could have went anywhere else, maybe got a little more money, goes to Tampa Bay. Knows ahead of time that they'll take his influence. Yep. Let him coach a little. What would BA keep saying? Thing they wouldn't do in New England is let Tom coach. There's times I just sat back. I let him do his thing. Yeah. He told me he didn't need to throw on a Thursday. His elbow was a little <laughs> sore. I said, I don't care, Tom. You don't need to throw. They let him be him. Of all the players in the history of the NFL, who is the biggest impact? They hadn't been to the well, playoffs in 13 I, years. I'm going to cut you off. It's not the NFL. Can you name another athlete? that has that much influence over the entire organization. So he just is a quarterback. He only plays offense. But, like, he impacts every level, the offense, the defense, the special teams, the front office. Like, it's ridiculous. And he goes in there, and you don't hear any stories about it. Like, every year you hear about Aaron Rodgers and somebody not getting along, whether it be a coach or a coordinator or another player or whatever. You don't ever hear that out of Brady. Like, he's just – He's like that quiet respect. He just comes in, demands it, and people react to it. And you have to because the proof is in the pudding, right? It always happens. He always wins. I feel wins. like the winning culture just rubs off, and it's just like that. It's contagious. The whole atmosphere changes as soon as he walks into the I room. mean, he went to a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in how many years? 13 07 last time they were in. Right. And, like, they were not a playoff team last year. And don't get me wrong, they had – Four guys on there that were big contributors that weren't there last year, but why were they on the team this year? Because Brady. of Brady. I mean, I'm just saying, like, greatest winner in the history of the NFL as far as I'm concerned, and I don't care who you are. I'm not – I have not been a Brady fan. Like, I'm just telling you the reality. It is what it is. You can't change my mind. Hello, ladies. Here at We Don't Know Sports, we love all of our fans, but especially our lady fans. For all you jackasses out there that screwed up this Valentine's Day, it's not too late. That's right, as Mr. Brown just said, the perfect symbol of love, Stephen's classic red roses picked at the height of its beauty, preserved and trimmed in 24 karat gold. That's right, these roses will last forever, and they come delivered in a signature gift box with their own personalized message. Display them year-round, so if you screwed up this Valentine's Day, don't worry, your savior is IHateStevenSinger.com. I hate Stevensinger.com will fix your snafu on this Valentine's Day by making up for it and giving her roses that will last forever. Right now, you can get a special deal for $59.95. Make sure you mention We Don't Know Sports in the comments. We don't know Sports Nation. Now is the time that we ask fans all across the world to take off the filter, rip off the band-aid, and tell everyone exactly what is on their mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for No Filter. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with our new filter segment. And you know what? Even though the Super Bowl's decided and Tampa Bay is flaunting everything right now, we went to three teams who made the playoffs last year. The AFC North is extremely balanced. Would you say that, Mr. Brown? I feel like it's the toughest division in football. It might be the toughest division in football. Now, me as a Bengals fan, I got no place in this argument. It don't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. So we went to the teams <laughs> that actually made the playoffs while we're rebuilding because that's what we do. So we go to the Browns. We go to the Ravens. We go to the Steelers. We got Nick from Ravens Nation, Ray from Steelers Nation, and Bobby from the Browns. I was just kind Bobby Brown. Is that fair enough? So we'll start go. with Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, how you doing, brother? Welcome to the show. Good. Thanks for having me. Man, I got to represent the Cleveland Browns good tonight. Uh, I, I see that. We got the Beckham jersey and stuff spread out. We appreciate that. I got to ask you, just what are your thoughts? Like, it's been a long time coming for Cleveland. How did you feel about this past season? It's the best season I've seen my whole life that I can remember that I can cheer for. I was around in the early days, and uh, I've been back since 99 with the team, and this has been our season. You know, this has been where we started turn around. We It all started up front in the front offices and the coaching staff, and the dedication from our players are to buy it, and we're bought in. And it showed, and we're back, and we're here, and this is our division. So you, so you're back in the. So you're saying you were a. Wait, wait. Everybody's laughing at the Browns, but I got to ask you. So were you a Browns fan pre pre Tim Couch? Were you like Bernie Kosar and Ernest Bonner and in on all that? The fumble, the drive. Uh, I was there. Ah, I, I respect that, man. All right, let's kick it over. So the the Browns eventually became the Ravens. The Ravens right. got a couple Super Bowls since then. How you feel about last season, man? You got Lamar. You got a reigning MVP. Things didn't work out all the way for you this year. But how do you feel about twenty twenty? Okay, I, first I just want to say congratulations to Bobby on having an off season without a new coach and a new uh, front office. That's a good step <laughs> forward. So yeah, you guys are going in the right direction. So congratulations on that. You know, we we had up and down season. We got hit COVID harder than other team in the league, you know, kind of got that monkey, that playoff monkey off our back. Um, so we got, uh, all in all, it was, it was good. We would have liked to have gone a little farther. It was a tough loss against the Bills. You know, we should have been able to beat them. And who knows what would happen with, with the Chiefs. But uh, overall, we like the direction we're going in. You know, been in playoffs three straight years, league MVP, two division titles in the last three years. So we, we, we like where we're at. All right, it sounds like eternal optimism, so let's switch gears and go to the Steelers, who you have a quarterback who's in the waning twilight of his career. So the Steelers, you know, they started undefeated, then they didn't look like they were undefeated anymore. They kind of fell off the wagon, but they still made the playoffs. So how do you feel about the 2020 year as far as the Steelers go, Ray? Well, it was half and half. So the fact that, yeah, we started out 11-0, fellas, and all of a sudden, you know, of course, the wheels fell off with the running game. Uh, when we lost to the Redskins, I still call them Redskins. That's okay. Um, we do too. We appreciate that. Thank you. And, you know, Chase Young said, you know, that the Ravens, I'm sorry, the Ratbirds uh, exposed us. You know, running game and everything. But, 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 but just to let the, the Browns fans and, and, and Ravens fans know that Steelers, we are the kings of the AFC North. We're back. Now, even though no, okay, Ben's no, 38, come on, bro, you yeah, got you saw the playoff game. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Bobby, Bobby, hey Bobby, <laughs> who won the division? Who won the division? Say it. Hey Bobby, it's race time. Who won the division? Hey, who is this? Hey, who is this? And, and look here. <laughs> hey, hey, 
Hey, Bobby. Tell who that hey, is. Bobby. Hey, Bobby, here's a fact right here. Here's a fact. In the past 19 years, look here, past 19 years, the Steelers have won the AFC North nine times. Between the three of you all, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland, ten times. So that tells you right hey. there who was top dog. And, and look here, who's finally starting to turn the corner? But you know what? Y'all beat our asses here. Y'all, y'all beat yeah, our how, asses. And so how many playoff you. wins do you guys have in the last 10 years? That's, that's the that? question. Huh? Who, how many playoff wins do you have in the last 10 years? Not enough. That, that's uh, the question. I believe. I want to say the answer is what? One or two? If that. One or two. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> but, but it's all right. But, but, yeah, but, we, we, but, at least we've won a Super Bowl. At least we've won a Super Bowl. Oh, congratulations you, on your you, you uh, division eight, titles. Hey, I, I, thumbs I'm up. Sorry. And how many, how many have you been to the past, what, 10 years? One, right? One. But still. I love Get the numbers. But, hey, Bobby. Bobby I Bobby, Bobby. no Super Bowls. All right, let, let Ray finish. No let Bowls. Ray finish. Let Ray finish. Hey, okay. hey, hey Bobby. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> Jim Brown ain't coming back. So <laughs> Jim Brown's not walking door. through that door. <laughs> hey, Jim Brown ain't coming back. Okay? Auto Graham ain't walking no, through that door. No, but we got this right here. Oh, oh, oh yeah. he's got a chub. I do love Nick Chubb. I got to admit that. Inner Chubb. Inner Chubb. And look at and to, to, to Cleveland's credit, I, I talked to a guy who was a diehard Cleveland fan. You know what he said? The problem with Cleveland is they listen to the fans and they change so quick. They change up, so there's no consistency. Now they have the winning combination. The question is, everybody now who they mentioned the second round, who they they gonna want some money now? Can Jimmy Haslam pay that money? No, because you know <laughs> the quarterback gets a lion's share, which we uh, 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 Baker Mayfield, and believe me, he's gonna he'll command the money. Everybody else is gonna get crumbs, and believe me, there'll be some upset people. And they're gonna leave Cleveland, but you know what? You all go fall back to the bottom. Baltimore, as far as I'm concerned, to hell with you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hang on, hang on, okay. hang on. Y'all hold the line. We're gonna go back. So let me let me start with the Browns. So we'll go back to uh, to Bobby here. What do the Browns need to address in the offseason this year? So you guys didn't quite get it done. You made it through, you know, the the first round. You got to Kansas City. You you ran into the juggernaut. So what do the Browns got to do to get better? No doubt, unquestionably, it's our defense. 100% our offense is there. Oh, we need some more uh, work. Oh, they'll get real healthy. Our running game is stellar. Our offensive line is one of the best in the in the entire league. If we can shore up our defense, all the games we lost this year, we win. So, strictly defense, a better relationship with our coaches and players, and Cleveland's unstoppable. It's our time. I'm sorry, the old Browns, I suppose, and the we call them squillers down here, but it's our time. It's, it's hey, us. Let us have it for four or five years, and so you can have it back. Let me get one, and I ain't going to call it Vince Lombardi. I'm going to call it a Paul Brown trophy. Let me get one Paul Brown trophy, and and you guys can have it back for a couple years. That's all I want. I'll be, I'll be satisfied. You all had a world record of what thirty first round picks in the past ten years, and you finally turned the corner. So it's about that time y'all showed up. <laughs> you had thirty first round picks. Hey, I, but we showed up. We're here now. Oh, so oh, and sixteen. Oh, and sixteen. One to fifteen. 
That's a damn shame. <laughs> All right. What, what, save it and save, one and done. Save that. Save that. I'm going to let you talk trash about him here in a second. So let me switch over. We're going to go over to Nick over with Ravens Nation. So I'm glad you got it right this time. So, so, yeah, I know. I didn't <laughs> screw up. Sorry, Nick. So what are what are the things the Ravens need to work on in the offseason? How are you guys going to improve? I know there's some issues with the offensive line. You got Orlando Brown out there causing some chaos right now. So what's going to happen in the offseason? Well, for, well, first off, I'm not worried about the offensive line. The Ravens draft and develop offensive linemen good. Jensen, who just snapped the ball to Brady in the Super Bowl, sixth-round pick from the Ravens. Assembly was the highest-paid guard, fourth-round pick from the Ravens. So we, we, we'll, we'll find talent. We'll go ahead and shit Brown out. Uh, I wish we can get a, a, a godfather deal like the Texans <laughs> did, two firsts and a second. Like, but yeah. we'll ship him out. Uh, and then after that, we need to go ahead and we need to lock Lamar up get him on a decent contract, and then we need to get Allen Robinson on a plane into Baltimore and, and don't let him leave until he signs. Ooh, I, I like that move. I love Allen Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> get Trubisky not throwing the ball. Yeah. Something might good happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's what we got to do, and we'll figure it out from there. You know, we we not worrying about the division. You know, we got uh, the Browns over there with the this generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> So he'll win you five. He'll win you five games and have you feeling good about yourself, and then he'll lose you three games where he throws fifteen interceptions. So, and and, and Roethlisberger, please, we we not. I'm I'm amazed his arm didn't fall off halfway through the season. So we, we we're not worrying about neither one of them. I actually wish we were talking about the Bengals because at least they had the second best quarterback in the division behind them. Oh, oh, I appreciate oh. that. I appreciate that. You just got brownie points. I might even give you an extra segment now just because of that. <laughs> So let me go down to uh, Ray with the Steelers. So, Ray, I'm going to ask you more specifically because Roethlisberger, you know, he's a big cap hit this year, and he pretty much equates to the entire salary cap hit that the Steelers have over the limit right now. So what are the Steelers going to do to address the offseason needs? What do they need to do? And is Roethlisberger for sure coming back? Ben Ben said he wants to come back. And the big big problem is – the, the cap, and so the number one uh, 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 priority is signing T.J. Watt, who is actually the defensive player of the year. Um, Bud Dupree, you know, we got to see about him. I say slap the franchise tackle him for another year to keep him around. Um, so we do have some uh, holes to fill. Uh, our offensive line uh, was kind of banged up. Uh, we did have a, a good pass protection, a good pass block. Uh, uh, this year, but as far as run block, nobody wants to move. Uh, James Conner can do it. He, he, he just can't. He killed my uh, fantasy team. I just want you to know that. <laughs> well, I, he, he killed mine too. I, mean, he, uh, I hate he it. Real so, but you know, the, the one shining moment for the offense was uh, Chase Claypool, who I picked up in, in fantasy league. So he he was about the bright moment there. Did you have him so, on some of those three touchdown games? Because that was ridiculous. Yes, I did. Uh, I hate yes, you. Yes, I did. <laughs> my, what, hey, what, what my, what, what, when it comes to fantasy football, one of my draft strategies, I always pick a rookie. I always do because you know, there's one that's going to shine every time. Uh, I remember when uh, I first started picking up uh, Dalvin Cook, his rookie year, he shined. So every year I always pick up a rookie. And so this year was Chase Claypool. Next year I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to say right now Najee Harris. From Alabama. That's not you a big reach. I, I'm with you there. 
I know a guy who drafts right. just but, like you. But it all depends on fit, though. You know, where yeah, does he go? It does. But, yeah, we have a guy in our fantasy league who we've been doing since 1999 that always drafts the rookie no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's true. Yeah. Whether it be Dalvin Cook or uh, what's the guy from the Chiefs this year? He drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at, like, the fourth or fifth pick. Fourth and overall. Like, Jockass, they don't run the ball. <laughs> but but you know what's, what's so funny? For Ben to be 30 years old and have a quote-unquote broken-down arm, he still was slinging that ball, and he still beat the Ravens' ass twice. So just remember that. <laughs> hey, I have a belief. I have a belief that if Big First Ben off, wouldn't have shaved off his beard, it was like Samson. He would have been okay. Let, let Nick give his rebuttal here. What happened, Nick? First off, I don't know how you think your pass protection is good because you guys throw – Two second routes every time. You can't throw more than ten yards down the field. So we have no idea how good your pass protection is. Sec- secondly, Ben is like what almost forty, and, oh, and, yeah. and who knows what he's going. And who knows what he's going to do with his cap hit? Because we all know he's got a little, you know, some stuff on the financial end that he needs to take care of uh, on the off season. So we all know those things. And, and then you also got to resign Juju this year. You guys are already over the cap. And nobody's worried about the, the, the Steelers. All right. So, so uh, real real quick, before we get into that, because you're, you're already kind of jumping to where the next question was going to go. So, so honestly, um, Nick, I want you to save those comments just for a second. So, I'm going to swing it back over to the Browns, uh, the dog pound. We'll go back to Bobby. So, give me your thoughts. Like, just when you're looking at your opponents here, we're talking about the Ravens and the Steelers. What are your thoughts on where they're at right now? Do they scare you at all? Or are they a mess? Like, what, what are your thoughts on your, your two guys you're talking to here? All right, let me start with the Pittsburgh fan. And I, I, I want to say I respect you. You're a longtime fan. So, and you've been respectful, but you guys, you guys are my least of my concerns. It's over with. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, they're going downhill. We, we made Ben cry. I mean, so <laughs> it's it. You're I think Ben should retire. I don't think he'll ever be able to come back from that. You guys are just going in the wrong direction. Of Baltimore, the old Browns. I'm going to call them the old Browns. I've always called them the old Browns. It's the old Browns. So. <laughs> oh, the old Browns, I heard you say uh, you don't need an offensive line. Lamar or Griffith third will not take another a year like he just took. It's over with. And then uh, oh, maybe he can uh, do the RG3 carousel and – or you can put his jersey. I put this out just for you, oh, right here, the RG three jersey, because that's what's going. That's Lamar Jackson. If you don't get a line for him next year, Ooh. but that's who I'm concerned about. Uh, in Cincinnati, of oh, Cincinnati, uh, you guys, you guys got a team. I, I, I appreciate lie. that, but uh, you don't have to talk about my Bengals right now because they're still a couple years away, so they're not really competing for the title next year. If they do, it's a it's way, not competing. A, way ahead of let's schedule. Let's move on to the next guy. All right, so let's let's go over to uh, Bob – or not Bob, let's <coughs> talk to Bob. Let's go to Nick over the Ravens. So tell me what your thoughts are on the current Browns and the current Steelers. So how do you feel about them? I know you got a lot to say. The old Browns. So, so first off, Bobby, just quick, just a quick question. You spent money on an RG3 jersey? That's not the most brown thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) That's not the most brownsy thing I've ever heard. You guys are just begging and and hoping on a thread like a baby on a new mama's tit, just hoping for something good. So, amen. And that's how it's been. And that's how it's been here. All you begging paid off. It's here. We're here now. Get that Spurgeon Wind jersey, too. 
<laughs> like, 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 I, like, like I said, the Browns, you guys feasted on a garbage schedule last year. You played all a bunch of last place teams. We all got to play the NFC least last year. This year, you're going to have to play a big boy schedule. You guys are going to have to play the Packers. You're going to have the, the Steelers. We're Look, man, boys. by the end of the season, you guys can ball, barely get the ball across midfield. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't uh, don't see any uh, fear of the Steelers. The only team I'm I worried about, it. honestly, is probably the Browns. Y'all probably finish around 9-7, 10-6 again. <laughs> and um, you know what? That's that's good. Second place hey, at least good. we put fear you know in your mean? heart. That fear is going to turn into real <laughs> shit very soon. You know, the only fear you guys put into our heart is when we have to take a shit and then come back on the field and beat y'all in your home. <laughs> we definitely take a shit. <laughs> that's what happened. He definitely took a shit. <laughs> that he is exactly what wow. happened. <laughs> All right, so, hey, real quick, I, I want to give uh, Nick an opportunity because you were talking about Big Ben. No, we got Ray here. Well, well real quick, before right. we go off Nick, so what, what, what's all this money Big Ben's got spent in the offseason you were talking about? Well, well, we all know that Ben likes to uh, to frequent uh, uh, nightclubs and, and, and uh, hotels <laughs> with, uh, with, with oh. women. <laughs> and it, it, doesn't always, it doesn't always end uh, the correct um, So. Uh, I'm assuming he he needs that 41 million dollars because he's you know he's still got some stuff to pay off. So you know, he, I, I doubt he's going to take that cap hit or that that uh, salary reduction for the Steelers to help him out because he's got expenses. All right, so Man, he, he, he got bills to pay. Yeah. All right, so he's got commitments is what we're saying. Okay, all right. So last but not least, let's swing it back to Ray. Let's go to the Steelers Nation. So tell me what you feel about the Browns and the Ravens. All right, one thing I feel about the Browns is a hey, Bobby. When I need uh, need some toilet paper, give me a jersey, okay? Because I can wipe my ass <laughs> off that, okay? You got that RG3 Second jersey. Hey, you're terrible now. <laughs> you're terrible now. You guys are terrible now. The, the Browns, the, the, the key is, can the Browns keep their success going? Because, again, the last time that you all beat us was a couple years ago. That was your, your high moment. And that was it. you all went back downhill. So the question is, the thing is, can you all sustain next year? We shall see. Baltimore, yeah, you're our biggest nemesis, okay? And and take no, t- take no, t- I'm not taking nothing away from them. When it comes to Baltimore, Pittsburgh, it's a dogfight from start to finish. So our hey, biggest please. concern is our biggest concern is stopping Lamar Jackson. That's it. But again, as far as Cleveland's concerned, if anything, the only three people I'm worried about: Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. Everybody else can go to hell. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know you saw that Pittsburgh fan okay, that TV up. He said Baker Mayfield do this to you. Hey, yeah, guys. Now, now, to assess the Steelers and Big Ben, $41 million hit right now, okay? So I'm not worried about that. One thing about Pittsburgh, they sustain. Here's the thing. They take a little dip. But they'll bounce right back. I mean, it's not going uh, to be a big drop-off like the Browns used to do back in the day. <laughs> but as far as the Steelers, they always maintain. They will reload. We'll be back. We'll be in the thick of things. I'm not worried about it. Again, we're the kings of the AFC North. So, please, bow down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so, that being said, so we got to hear from all you guys. Let's talk about 2021. So let's start with Cleveland. Give me your prediction for your squad and go ahead and tell me how the Ravens and Steelers are going to finish. And what's your record? Yeah, yeah. Give me specifics. AFC North champions. 
I do a modest eleven and five, and I believe I believe when we're zero and sixteen, I believe the next year we got a chance. So <laughs> I think we got a chance to hold the trophy up this year, and that's what I'm sticking to. I think we're unstoppable. <laughs> All right, so eleven and five, you make a run through the playoffs. What are the Ravens and Steelers finishing? Oh, the Ravens, I'm gonna give respect where respects due, unless Lamar Griffith he gets hurt. If if he gets hurt early in the season, their season's done. It's over with for him. Uh, so, if he can stay healthy, they're going to be right up with us. Uh, oh, Pittsburgh, it's all it's all bad for Pittsburgh. I'm predicting under 500. Oh wow! No playoff for, for a couple years. Uh, oh, Juju, everybody's going one out of there now. So. Okay, so you can't follow the Steelers. Cleveland's running with it. There's no, there's no uh, issue there though, because Juju's got his TikTok account, and he's good. He, he's good. He's getting paid by TikTok. <laughs> That's it. Corvette, Corvette. All right, so doing terrible. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's go over to Nick Ravens. What, what's the record going to be in 2021, and how are your opponents going to fare? So I got us, I got us going 12 and four. Ooh. We got, we get the Packers at home. Year. We get the Chiefs at home, Colts at home, the Vikings at home. So all of our tough games on the schedule at home. So I got us going twelve and four. Um, I see the uh, Browns finishing again at ten and six, and Steelers. It, it, it's all coming downhill, buddy. I, I see oh, you guys going. You, on and on. Just for, just for, <laughs> for, and as a respect for the franchise and respect for for the coaching staff and everything, I say you guys will finish eight and eight, and, and Big Ben will just uh, will cry again on, on the sideline um, <laughs> after the season. He's going to get a good sponsor from Kleenex. Oh, all right. All right. So, so Ray, I got to give you a rebuttal. Tell me how the Steelers are going to do in 2021 and how are your opponents here going to do? I think when it comes to the Steelers, the Baltimore Redbirds, they're the measure stick. So <laughs> we do try to keep up with them. Uh, I'm going to imagine, say, 12 and 4, we'll win the division head to head. What are you um, drinking, man? You got <laughs> a cup just, over there, though? Just, hey, hey. <laughs> As no, it is. The, hey, as far as the Browns, look at hey, you shot your wad, okay? Now you're shooting like <laughs> next year. Next year, for, hey, look at for you all, it's gonna be seventy nine. That's what was on his face. Hey, 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 that Bobby, 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 seven and nine. You heard from here, okay? <laughs> now, uh, again, I, I look at <laughs> hey, hey, Nick, twelve and four. I could probably live with. I, I could probably slide with that. But I'm gonna say eleven and five because look at. You're all gonna slip up on a game or two, and especially if, if Aaron Rodgers is, is is back. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's gonna tear your asses up. Believe it or not, <laughs> sure ain't gonna be Big Ben. <laughs> all right, so so I mean, we all, we got to play the, the Packers next year. All right, so everybody so we. knows we we get that. So so really, what's happening is here. Everybody has confidence in their squad, which I appreciate. It seems like. Uh, you know, a little bit of respect goes out to their peers, but maybe not as much to that third team, right? They're yeah. Kind of, yeah. Everybody, everybody's shitting on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Here's what I picked up on. Pittsburgh is on a downtrend, and nothing can stop that. <laughs> listen, fellas, listen. We have been the big bully for so many years. We've been whipping the Browns' ass. I mean, it's, 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 it's at a point. Look here. Brown Stadium, that's Big Ben's practice squad. I mean, it's practice field. Okay? Baltimore, hey, look here. Right there, but you know what? We always pull it out there, so I don't give a damn about that. Uh, Cincinnati, oh my gosh! I mean, we're not part of this. We're not part of this. We're not involved. Listen, listen. Look, we we dominated for so long. Okay, so we about to have a down year. So maybe, maybe not. But I'm I'm gonna stay right. 
we're measuring decades. We're measuring we're measuring up against Baltimore. Taylor's big acquisition so far was Dwayne Haskins. That that's a real good thing. You that's want insurance. him learning from Big Ben. That's <laughs> insurance. That's insurance. That's it. A little backup stuff. That's it. This back- you, call, you, need to call Bob, you need to call Bobby yeah. and get some progressive insurance because that ain't a good insurance plan. Stay at home with Baker. <laughs> we can hook you right up. All right, guys. Hey, I, I feel like before we start throwing punches and things get too off the rails, uh, one has the offer. Is that fair enough? Yeah, no doubt. The dog pound. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Comes through the dog pound. Remember that, guys. All right, guys. Damn thanks. <laughs> damn <laughs> you said damn much. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, I am enjoying these no-filter segments with the fans that we get to bring on here. And, and plus, you know, we get to meet all kinds of people from around the country now. This is just Chad the Mark talking to you. We had some technical difficulties last night. I don't know if I had a flu bug or something that crept in. My buddies thought I had the Rona. I had to lay on the ground for a minute. And we lost some audio because uh, something bad happened. And I promise you it was not alcohol-induced. I just felt like something bad came over me. So I'm trying to make amends here and get the show back where it needs to be. So on behalf of uh, Canadian Biggie and Mr. Brown, gentlemen, I sincerely apologize. But I, I really appreciate them looking out. You guys don't know. These aren't just co-hosts. These are these are your boys. They got your back, and they were gonna drag me out of the the man cave and get me home somehow. But you know, we we got uh we got our feet back underneath us. And I don't know if it was blood sugar or what, man. But it sucks. So anybody dealing with anything like that in their life at all, I, I feel for you. That was that was one day was uh, enough for me. But anyway, you know, we we had a, a fun show. We we got to hear from some fans. We went back to Bucks Nation. We got the Steelers, Browns and uh ravens brought in i'm a personal Bengals fan i know i don't have a place in this conversation i'm open after next year i can be a part of that but as we recapped the show and we wound things down what you guys missed out on that you don't get a chance to uh, partake in is mr brown talking about his uh wonderful valentine's day uh traditions he has you might have to message him for more information there and of course biggie wanted to talk a little bit about uh bob craft and massage parlors and things like that but we're just not going to go there instead we're going to count down the fact that baseball season is only what four weeks away almost a month you know so it's it's just right around the corner and with baseball means spring and it means the stupid snow can get off the ground and you know we love talking football but we love talking baseball too and and i'm sorry nba you're you're kind of on the back burner right now like nobody cares uh and and you know maybe march madness will get us back into basketball a little bit but until then man i'm just counting down the days until spring training starts and pitchers and catchers are reporting and we get the sunshine and the smell of the fresh cut grass and and all that life life will be good so I'm hoping for the spring and summer of eternal optimism as we we get out of this COVID mess and we keep moving forward. But I want to say I appreciate the guys that came on the show tonight. It was fantastic. So on behalf of my co-host, Mr. Brown, a Canadian biggie, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. You all have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. We'll see you back here next week.